and welcome to the final Underground Treehouse episode of 2022, Woo. a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. I am one fourth year host Ruben. Joining me as always is Marcos. Hi. <laughs> Isaac. Hello, hello. And Keenan. What up? And this week we're going to be giving you our top 10 albums of 2022. A very stacked year, if I do say so myself. I don't know if it's recency biasy with Oof. this uh, podcast starting up, but this year's been stacked. We're going to have some great albums to showcase to you. No music recommendations of this week, but we are going to be doing a beer recommendation this week. Coming from Ex Novo, it's going to be the seasonal 2022 Nevermore beer. Yes. <laughs> this shit is special. Let me tell you. 12.1%. Shit will make you see the devil. We are right now. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe himself. <laughs> Show make you see colors, baby. Hey, fuck a raven, bro. You see you this fucking You can. don't see colors normally, dog? It's <laughs> more vibrant now. Dude, it has a fucking bird on the front. This is literally some Edgar Allan Poe shit. This is literally. Tony Hawk's. <laughs> yeah, right here. Tony Hawk's. <laughs> this <one was> wheezing. <laughs> You know this shit is special because a four-pack is going to run you $45. Yep. And is that worth it? 100%. 100%. The ingredients of this specialty seasonal beer is listed right here on the total wine description. A black barley wine brewed with smoked figs and aged in Foronado Number no. 4 cocoa nibs for our friends at Moonstruck Chocolates. Rich and complex with subtle chocolate, smoke, and dark fruit. Yup. This shit is... Be real with you. I don't know what the fuck you just said. But that's <laughs> just on gas. But you can taste it though. I could taste the gas. Yeah. This this shit Wait, is not literally, hefty. but it's it's good. Non toxic gas. Non toxic gas. Yeah. Consensual, <laughs> respectful gas. <laughs> Stupid. This shit is dark, bro, and it's complex, like it says. What's the, what's uh what's that candy that uses you know you taste it and it's a thousand flavors? That's literally what this is in beer. Thousand flavors. Yeah. A Heath bar. Oh no, it's the fucking uh, it's the the Heath bar. The hell's that? It's the fucking liquor uh, uh, Tootsie Roll. They don't got no thousand. Oh, it's the fucking no, owl. No, 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 no. It's the owl licking the fucking. You're re- you're re- yeah, yeah. You're referencing. Yeah, it takes a the Tootsie Pops. Tootsie Pops. Yeah, it's a Tootsie Pops. Center of a Tootsie Pop. Tootsie Pops. Yeah. It's a Tootsie Roll. All gone. Yeah, but isn't that the one that gives you like a thousand flavors? Like Skittles or something? No, a thousand legs. Oh, but I'm talking about candy. That <laughs> There's different flavors, bitch. <laughs> a thousand legs, dog. What are you talking like about? A, like a different hint of chocolate. <laughs> Again, the Ex Novo, Nevermore. Specialty beer every winter. Like the Raven. Like the Raven. Please get it. <laughs> It is one of the best specialty beers you will come across in your whole lifetime. I can guarantee that. And just like Edgar Allan Poe, if you drink enough of these, you'll end up dead in the street. That fool was racist, by the way. What? <laughs> 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 he was. <laughs> Bro, dead serious. Straight look. Hands in his pocket with the one-step closer yeah. hoodie on. What was his cat's Ooh. name? I'm not going <laughs> to say it's Cassidy. <laughs> that was H.P. That was Lovecraft. Yeah, that was H.P. Lovecraft, oh, but I got the reference. Oh, I thought it was H.P. Yeah. It was H.P. Lovecraft, but I got the reference. Wait, what, what's, no. what's, what's his Cassidy? I'm not going to say his fucking name. The hell? Well, well, you don't know it? Say it. You're a fake fan? It's Adolf Hitler. You're a fake fan. <laughs> That's a lot nicer than the actual <laughs> what it actually is. Uh, okay. Woo. We feeling good, boy. Let's get into these top ten. So the way we're going to do it is... Each person is going to have their own turn, but 
we're going to start with our honorable mentions and then we're going to list our 10 through 5 move on to the next person so on and so forth and then after that we're going to give you our 4 through 2 so on and so forth and then we're all going to end on our number one album just to give a little bit of suspense you know what i mean boom all right let's get this shit started i'm just going to rapid fire our honorable mentions yeah because yeah we'll get through them as quick as we can we try we won't try to uh sit on them for too long you know how hard this was this is very you know hard many- <laughs> this is very hard you know great albums came out this year Dude, this that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's recency biasy with us like actually doing a podcast and listening to a lot more albums, but this year felt really special with all genres. Yeah. Every genre had yeah. fucking bangers. Do the honors, Isaac. Kick off our top ten list. Okay, let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right. So we will start out with honorable mentions. And uh Yeah, there's a lot here. So run it up. Run it Strap up, baby. In. Strap let's in. Let's get to it. Uh, let's get to it. First, Lorna Shore's album, that shit was gas. Conway the Machine's album, that was fucking gas. Um, next is Black Midi's Hellfire, amazing. Chat Pile's God Country, amazing. Soul Glow's new album, amazing. Ace, Age, Sex, Location, Ari Linux, amazing. Horseshit on Route 66, By the Garden, amazing. Uh, Show Me the Bottom, Oh, let's go! Yes, show what? me the show me that ass, bro. Drop it to the flow, make that thing show wiggle. Show me the body. New album, amazing. Uh, Saturn's album, amazing. I'm I may be you know, in by myself on this one, but Bjork's new album, amazing. I seen it on a lot of lists too. It made everybody's yeah, list. It made a lot yeah. of people's uh, Not top. our list. Sorry, but yeah. No, it, it made it, a lot of lists. Yeah, it's a universally acclaimed album. Yeah, it is. There, there, there ain't nothing hot about that. Are we going to agree on that? It's a universal. Yeah, it's uh, universally. It's universally um, honorable mention. It's universal it's honorable mention. Oh, for us? <laughs> well, around, for, around us. Around the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All around the world. Everyone. I've seen a lot of uh, 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 lists that have it like top five. Facts. Yeah, Facts. It's definitely exactly. top 20 for a lot of people. Yeah, and that's so. completely understandable. Yeah. Okay, so to start off my actual list, number 10, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Kendrick Lamar. I know it's number 10, and it may be number 10, but this album has three of the best songs of the year and one of the best songs of all time in We Cry Together, Father Time, and Anti-Diaries. Kendrick saying some of the most realest shit ever put on wax, but also making it... Uh, listenable to a casual audience, you can still bump your head to your daddy issues, you know? And that's something that not a lot of artists can pull off, and that's something that uh, a lot of artists don't even attempt to try to deconstruct. Kendrick, on so many different levels, hit so many different levels, and just proves why he's one of the GOATs of all time. Yeah, it's my first Kendrick album, but certainly not my last. Uh, my favorite song from that album had to be We Cry Together, but it's also a tie between Father Time and Anti Diaries as well. Oh, Father Time's so damn good. Father Time's so good. Hell yeah. But those songs, all three of those songs tell different stories, and all three feel relatable in, in one way or another, and... You do, you're do. you doing yourself a disservice by not listening to those songs. My number nine is Fawn by a band called Foxtails. Uh, for those dedicated listeners, you know, oh, yeah, you know what's this up. shit. 
And so they listen to our review of it. And they re- they listen to our review. Shout so, out Foxtel. So we're getting the cosign. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. You know, <laughs> you know. Humble flex, humble flex. <laughs> anyways, for those who don't know, they're, it's more of like a, I guess, emo sort of like post-hardcore type of metal, I would say. like It's very, there, there's a lot of cleans and a lot of harmonies mixed with a lot of just pure, straight up uh, screams. And it all comes together in a very, very satisfying way. It's definitely a sleeper pick with nostalgic sounds combined with fresh sounds to making an album with the perfect balance. Scratching an itch from my youth while also injecting me with a new sense of appreciation for a genre that I have longed to listen to for many, many years. And to me, the best song in that motherfucker is fucking Ego Death. It's the only oh, song 100%. with Over Paper only Tiger? screams and... I know it's a little unfair to pick that song because it's the only song that sounds like that. So if you want a more traditional sounding song from that album, I would go probably Barbecue, I would say. Um, yeah. th- there's a lot of different songs, but Ego Death, check out Ego Death. Fawn, Foxtails, number nine. Number eight mm. is Natural Brown Prom Queen. Sudan, baby. By Sudan Archives. So, for those who don't know, Sudan Archives, just, what can I say, bro? Where do I even start? (laughs) Um, A multi-talented artist who knows no bounds. They they literally, you try to put them in a box, they'll break out of that shit like the Incredible Hulk, bro. You cannot put them in a box. That's how fucking creative they are. Facts. Everything that they touch just becomes gold. They got the Midas touch on that shit. Nothing that I can say will do this album justice because it's like a kaleidoscope of sound from R&B, hip-hop, pop, funk, and folk, and probably many other sounds. No song sounds the same, each with their own story to tell, and all with the ability to hold your attention in a way that doesn't let go. It, it's completely attention-grabbing. Feeling like each song is worth its time. Even though some of the songs drag out, no matter what each song deserves, you're 100% undivided attention. And yeah, in, in some points, it could be a little bit dense, but there's other parts where it just flows like a fucking summer breeze, bro. Like, I'm telling you, everything about this album is sweet, Buttery smooth, funky, fucking cutting deep. And it makes you want to dance. It makes you want to cry. It makes you want to have a good ass time. It makes you want to question your life and the relationship that you have with the so-called friends around you. With the so-called relationships around you. It's it's an album that makes you take a look at yourself and you know second guess your shit. Because you know what? Bro, things aren't always what they seem. And just like this album, you can like some parts about it, but it's not what it seems, bro. And there's Damn. there's so many layers to it. Check it out for yourself. Again, nothing that I, no words I could say could put this album in, into justice. I'd, I'd have to do a full breakdown of each song and why, you know, this, that, and the third. But for now, this little segment, check it out, dog. You, We're not even in his top five yet. Check it out, I know, bro. goddamn. We're not even in his top dog. five. He ain't giving that shit. Goddamn. <laughs> 
uh, top oh. song <laughs> for me is OMG Brit. But I'll have you know, it's not exactly a, a faithful sound to the album. So if you want a song that sounds like what you're going to get on the majority of the tracks, listen to a song called Selfish Soul or Homemaker. Those songs are more indicative of the entire <coughs> album as opposed to the song that I picked. But, you know, OMG Brit, that shit's a <laughs> banger, dog. So you can't go wrong with that either. Hell yeah. So that's number eight. Number seven, Super Champion mm. by Ototoki Beaver. That shit is straight up a Japanese punk all-female band. And if you like chaos, well, there you go, baby. I like chaos. This is for well, you. Strap no. in, motherfucker, because <laughs> this shit's about to take the I'm fuck strapped off, in. bro. The most unhinged <laughs> album you've heard this year, Japanese punk. You'll literally never hear another album like this. I'm not even a huge punk fan, but something about this one just really, really captured my attention in such a youthful and exhilarating way. Really gets my blood pumping, even though it's 18 tracks and 21 minutes long. You do the math. Best songs on that would be either Leave Me Alone, No Stay With Me, or I Won't Dish Out Salads. Number six is... Forgiveness by a band named Girlpool. So I actually just discovered Girlpool uh, somewhat recently within the past uh, month or so. Discovered their old shit, old shit's fire as fuck. Discovered that they had an album that came out this year. Fell in love almost immediately. A buttery smooth album with a combination of older acoustic sounds and more modern experimental production for a product that totally kills both. May not be the most groundbreaking or innovative album sonically, but it totally delivers on on what it's trying to give the listener, which is a chill vibe looking for a relationship. Like like it, it it's an album that just makes you look at yourself and look at the relationships around you, bro. So similar to that Sudan? Uh similar but more so, th- this shit just makes me. It, it, it has a more visceral reaction, just just because the shit's a little more surface level, mm, you know. Okay. Like Sudan, Sudan's like a novel, bro. Like ev- everything that they that they make is just so deep that this is a little. It's a little less, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little more surface value, but okay. Sonically, it it is so fucking chill. Uh, my favorite song off this album would be Country Star. Super dark, super heavy, fucking great. Check it out. Uh, my number five would be Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane. Mm. For those who know who Ethel Kane is, well, fucking shout out to you. Yeah, you don't gotta You're, say nothing. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give your ass a chest bump, bro. This shit's <laughs> fucking hard as fuck. I call this Lana Del Rey core because that's, oh, that's literally good. That's so good <laughs> holy shit that's literally like how i picture it like it's lana del rey seems like a big influence but it's lana core with the dark midwest edge to it that really is going for a almost cottage core feel every fucking song feels so fucking grand like I'm watching someone's life fall apart right before my eyes, one beautiful note at a time, really painting a picture for the listener to really feel immersed in this small town world. 
really earned each day as each song gets longer but also better as the track as the track listing goes on Hmm. my favorite track from this one would be august underground if you guys like chelsea wolf this is straight up your alley i'm not gonna lie bro this shit's (laughs) dense as hell too like they they got seven eight nine minute tracks and i know that's not you know exactly the most casual listen for some folks but hey bro you want to hear about a girl going through the most fucked up shit in in middle america and have it actually be relatable and sound like Lana <laughs> and be dark as fuck. Say less. Ethel Kane's preacher's daughter. Damn, son. How the fuck are we gonna follow up with that? I know. For real. I'm he has about paper. To rapid fire all this. What the <laughs> fuck? Jesus. This dude gave it in depth fucking detail on everything. <laughs> I gotta uh, go pee. We're gonna be here till fucking one in the morning. For real. This is my ten album, it's good. <laughs> okay, this is my number nine album. It's good. Tight. For real. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> Fucking shit. All right. All right. Let's start off with these honorable mentions then. Hear it. Here go. we go. We got Soul Glow. Yep. What is that? Diaspora Problems? Facts. Candy. Heaven is Here. Shout out, Marcos. Ooh, that shit goes hard, too. Vain <laughs> FM. This world is going to ruin that you. Yeah, hard. that's such a good one. Duster. Together. I forgot that shit dropped this year. Yup. Got BB Doobie. Oh. Beatopia, shout out. Mm. Destroyer, Labyrinths. We got the nineteen seventy five being oh, funny shit. in a foreign language. Yeah. I was waiting to see if that hit anybody's. Yup, we got Mitski, <laughs> Laurel Hell. We Ooh. got Tiny Moving Parts, the self titled. Mm. We got Death Cat for Cutie, Asphalt Meadows, oh, and Built a Spill when the wind forgets your name. Damn. I mean nice. I can keep going. I can keep going, but you know keep what? Going. <laughs> Keep going. Wait, it's gonna be a three-hour podcast. It's there was this was a great year for music. I don't know if it was just because like we do have the podcast and mm-hmm. this is what we're doing and we're paying extra you know more attention, but these releases this year, they bro, really your good. honorable mentions could be someone's top ten. Facts. I mean, probably yeah. What right? the hell are you gonna Damn. have? What are you gonna have in your top Shoot. ten? Shit. All right, starting off at number ten, I actually had to move Candy out. For this one, oh. I think this is a good one though. I got Chat Pile, God's yeah. Country. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> That's good though. That's Man. good. I can't hate on that one. Mm-mm. I gotta be biased. I know that was my pick this year, but this this album has been on repeat all year. I've been keeping up with everything they they've been releasing. They just released a new EP actually um, about a month ago, and everything they've been putting out it's just so good. It's new. It's fun. It's so damn good. From Oklahoma, who would have thought? Just keep it coming. I can't wait for to see what this band keeps putting out. That lead singer's insane, man. Yeah, he is. He got some twang in him. He got a he has a twang song on <laughs> yeah, his country on shit. his on this latest EP. I can't. I don't know the name of the EP, but boy has a whole ass country song. Mm-hmm. Top track. Why? Uh, why? 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 <laughs> why? <laughs> Por qué? <laughs> They're from Oklahoma. They might understand that. Yeah, <laughs> not too Maybe. far. Maybe they're not too far, right? Yeah, they're not too far. Coming in at number nine, this is one. This is probably like a top five band of mine of all time. Stars from Capitol Hill. This band, just good old indie indie rock from Canada, just putting it on, doing their thing since the freaking nineties. Everybody, everybody's definitely heard of them. I mean, their music is everywhere. Like, even if you know that, if you don't know them, you've definitely heard their music 
one place or another. You probably heard it in Scott Pilgrim, the movie. You probably heard their side bands, Broken Social Scene. Black Sheep. Metric. Metric. So Metric's part of Jesus. Broken Social Scene that also has some members from Stars. Ooh! 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 Stars has their connections all over the music industry, and it's, it's like you, Pablo you Escobar. Hear their everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> when Ooh. I think of that band, I think of Pablo Escobar. <laughs> You're very right. On but that. the Canadian Pablo Escobar, what the fuck? The nicest, the nicest drug one. They so, got zebras and lions in the recording <laughs> studio. <laughs> top, top track being Pretenders, and that's Stars from Capitol Hill. Coming in at number eight, I think this is going to make everybody's top ten. It is. Coming at you with Black Country New oh, Road. No. Yeah. That's from up there. Oh. What do you mean, oh, no? I saw him in my top ten. Oh, we'll oh. get to that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Boo this man. Oh, kick him out. <laughs> Number eight, Black Country New Road. Ants from up there. What can I say about this album? This this album was actually, I think I even wrote in my notes when we reviewed this album that this was probably going to be contender for album of the year. Yeah. And it, it was up there. And, but honestly, like the replay value... After we did the review, kind of went away, mm-hmm. and then I didn't discover rediscover it again until about like three, four months after. Oh, okay. And so that's when it came back to me. But this album was sitting nice at number one for the first half of the year, especially as of late. Like just been going back to it. I think once like the weather got colder, this album was just so comforting. It's perfect to just throw on mm-hmm. your brand new hoodie that your best friend gave you from fucking Mexico, and just sit Ooh. in a fucking shed and record a podcast with your fucking <laughs> friends. This is the album you're gonna play in the background. Shout out Marcos. Shout out Marcos. Shout out Marcos. You're Top track. Ladies. Shout out Marcus from the Valley. Marcus from the Valley. Top track. Good while hunting. Oh, that's a good pick. Not expecting that. It is a good song. And what do you movie. mean not expecting that? That was my number one pick when we did the review, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, it was, huh? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> wow, do you even listen to the Underground oh, Treehouse yeah. podcast, bro? So yeah, let's do it about like, a thousand listen. times. Trust me. <laughs> He's over it. He's over it. As soon as we posted it, he was done. Yeah, right. as soon as it's uploaded, I'm like, fuck this. I'm not listening <laughs> to shit again. Yep, good will hunting. All right, coming in at number seven. Shout out to Isaac. Yep. Saya Gray, 19 Masters. Oh, that's a good one. Shit. This album is long, and that's my only gripe about it, is it's long. But you know what? It's worth every minute. Facts. So even if you've never heard of this artist like all of us, this is a must listen. Do we know how long it was again? I forgot. Long. 19 <laughs> tracks. I know, long. but uh, but it turned out to be like an hour still, right? It was close to an hour, if not an hour. 19 tracks is a lot, but I mean, majority yeah. of the tr- of the albums we listen to is still an no, hour. No, that's fair. It just felt like it really carried. Cause even us, we even said in the podcast, like, there was a lot that could have been just, like, cut out. True. Because she has, like, a yeah. lot of, like, the instrumentals and just, like, the, right. you know, not dead space, but just, like, a lot of, like, silence. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that album, beginning to end, is amazing in I'm actually a little upset with myself for not making it a little higher than what it's at. <laughs> well, that just goes to show we have a lot of great releases this year. Facts. So number seven, Cy Gray, 19 Masters, top track being SHT, Silent Hot Tears, or Send Hot Tempura. Shout out Haji. Shout I was literally about to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say I was love waiting Haji, you. bro. <laughs> That's the only reason why I should be in the top ten is because it has a feature from Hajo. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Isaac because I – she would not be on this list if it wasn't for you, Big Dog. I got you, babe. Woo. But also, shout out to you, too, because 
number six. Too. I also got a Dorian another artist. No, no, I got hey, another. Hey, chill oh, out, chill <laughs> out, <laughs> chill out. No, I do fighting. have another artist who is uh, <coughs> top three. Oh. Shout out to Isaac. Oh. We'll get there. Stay we'll tuned. Stay there, tuned. We'll we're there. almost there. We're almost Hold there. Lay. You, you hearing this, folks? <laughs> number six. Number six is the always Blue Rev. Great Canadian, another Canadian band. Canadian indie pop rock. So fun. So catchy. The theme of that album is fucking toxically great. <laughs> <laughs> it's so toxic, but it's great. <laughs> Meaning what? Uh, She's toxic cow. She's just very toxic. Like, mm. if I can't have it my way, it's um, it's it. As the she should over. queen. As she should queen. <laughs> oh God. As she should queen. Per. Period. Word. That was the always blue rev top track. After the earthquake, go listen to it. Find out why. So catchy. So good. Can't wait for the summer to bless that song. Money. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Bags. Coming in at number five. In my pocket. Camp Cope. Camp Cope running uh, with the hurricane. Okay. Yep. From Australia. These girls, it's it's a three piece female they're a rock band, bro. They're so good. So good. Dead girl. D- Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what the fuck? That's it. I don't know the lyrics. But the song Digger by Camp Cope, that shit make my dick hard, bro. That shit is fucking gas. Bro, so good. I don't even know how to. You just got to go check it out for yourself. Just indie, great indie pop rock, bro. Female fronted, female led. All all the members in the band are female. So good at oh, everything honey. that they do. Girl power. Please, yes, please come to New Mexico, please. God, uh, we're waiting. We've been waiting to see you guys. We can I actually hope. want tickets to go see them in Seattle. Had and to we couldn't make it. Had Ooh, to give them away. Plus, couldn't you make it? Pissed. Plus, Matt. Top tracks. Say the line. Caroline, get on it. Did you do that on purpose? What? Did you do that on purpose? I didn't. Say the line, Caroline. Or is that the name of the song? It's the name of the song. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was two separate songs. You're doing great. It Fuck. is two separate songs. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's Say the Line <laughs> and Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> I mean. Oh, it is two different songs. Yeah, yeah. it is two different songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. You're doing great, babe. You're doing great, baby. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, so, yeah, my turn. Uh, Talk... Ten honorable mentions, I guess, right? Whatever. What are we doing? Top ten honorable mentions. Um, Our top ten honorable <laughs> mentions. That's what we're doing. <laughs> no, so honorable mentions uh, is Black Country New, uh, New Road. Actually, it goes hard. But uh, everything that's off my honorable mentions is something that I couldn't list that I had in rotation for like a week, week and a half, and didn't go back to. But I know and I appreciate the art and. The criticism behind it because they are usually uh, a really uh, impactful album mm-hmm. so and they put a lot of work into it and yeah, I could appreciate the music mm. because it's really that fucking good it's like you know walking into a museum you start the Mona Lisa but do you really like want to have the Mona Lisa as your wallpaper on your iPhone no I want to have Broly going Super Saiyan on 100 <laughs> you know I want Gohan going <laughs> Super Saiyan 2 I don't, true, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want Broly. I don't want Broly. I want Gohan. But you know that what I mean? That was kind of hard. That was kind of hard. That was hard as fuck. That was kind of hard. But you know what God, I mean? Like, I got you could appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't like your reference, all right? I'm sorry. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, uh, honorable mentions, Black Country New Road. Sick. Um, uh Tribal Gaze, the nine co- uh, the nine Ooh. choirs. I uh, saw them live, fucking amazing, and wanted a t-shirt from them so bad, but that's been on, re- on, uh, 
on my uh, honorable mentions list for a while too. Uh, Black Midi is obviously there. Kendrick, yeah, you. Kendrick, anxious. Oh, so close Let's to making go. my top ten. Oh shit. Um, Vex Hardcore. Oh, I want to put it in my top Yo. ten so bad it can be, but uh, can you put me on Vex? HC, listen to that EP. That shit goes dumb hard. I'm just sticking with what I came up with already. So, 100%. um, a lot more. Uh, SZA on there. Maybe if it came out a little earlier in the month, I probably would listen to it more. But yeah, SZA, that's a, it's obviously, long, but it's good. It's long, but it's it hits. It hits. Honorable mentions go on for for a while. So let me just jump into it really quick. Oh, good shit. I have to. Come on, Beyonce and Taylor Swift. They have to. Come on. Yeah. Both of them. Yep. Both of them. Yep. Uh, Sabrina Carpenter, obviously, too. Yep. Uh, Yo, you hyped that. her up hard, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just I was li- I was hyping it up for a whole two weeks, and now my top ten is stuff I listen to for more longer than like a month. So How it goes. Just how it goes. But those three right there, queens. Queens, as they should. Uh, top ten. Start off with the top ten, the ten album of my top ten list. <laughs> and that tenth album is The Devil Wars Prada. Color Decay. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, right? Ooh. Color Decay? Yeah. Uh, goes Dumb Hard. Yeah, so I was super stoked when they dropped this album um, because I loved the singles that came out with it. And honestly, vocally, uh, sonically, it hits perfectly fine. Um, a little bit more exper- experimental than old school, the Devil Wears Prada. But they did it in a fucking amazing fucking way. Holy shit. Like, it literally slaps. Uh, the cleans are soothing to the ear sonically like they it hits the it hits a good eargasm for you so mm. <clears throat> um <laughs> yeah dude it does like his vocals and the the riffs on there are just amazing spectacular so they didn't disappoint with going a little bit out of their of their uh of their way to try experiment with something else yeah um so that's my 10th one number nine conway the machine gods don't make mistakes as he didn't with this album and birthday no. Conway the Machine. Who? Yes, because this shit is the nastiest, darkest, gloomiest, evil ass, fucking grimiest, <laughs> gloomiest East Coast fucking album that's I've heard in a while. So out of the Griselda members, for sure Conway, I think in my opinion has the best uh, album of the year. That shit was on repeat for a fucking while, man. It still is on on repeat for a while. When I want that East Coast fucking grime. Uh, with bars and making me feel fucking honestly depressed in a way. Fucking that shit. Hit, well, he bro. had that song stressed. Yeah, and that song was... and guilty. I think. Yeah, guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. Yeah. this shit was hard. Shit goes hard. The features don't miss. He has a feature on there with Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. Shit is gas. Gas, man, gas. And his songs are long too, which I like. Like they're long. They're like. Either three and a half to five minutes. Mm-hmm. So for a hip hop song, that's yeah. forever, bro. Facts. And especially it's it's usually ones by himself too, where he just fucking goes just off. Goes the fuck off. No, I w- I was just gonna say something real quick. You're completely right. He yes, the, all the Griselda members dropped you know uh, projects this year, but bro, that Conway, bro, the machine, and that was like the first. Griselda dropped this year too. Yeah, and nobody could top that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and he still fucking showed out. Yeah, and he didn't show his ass. He fucking stood there ten toes. Yeah, Facts. with stillies on. Woo. That move. That man so smooth he could moonwalk with steel toe boots on. <laughs> Timberlands. <laughs> Timberland stillies. It's New York. Yeah. New York, from East Coast. Yep. 
So it is also what I think, in my opinion, out of the Griselda albums that, uh, elementally wise and uh, I think theme wise, all flows from the first to the last track. Like, mm-hmm. like every beat sounds very similar but very different in in a way, and it's fucking amazing. So it keeps you like the whole project is very cohesive through and through. All of Facts. them are East Coast, but none of them sound like repetitive nope. or, or derivative of each other. Nope. Yeah. So that's what I liked about it too. Um it's unfortunate that we couldn't see him, Ruben, or who else was gonna Damn. know, but me and Ruben were pretty stoked to see him in concert. Yeah. That would have been doped as fuck to see him perform this album. Um that is my ninth one, Conway the Machine. God don't make mistakes and my favorite song off that is guilty. Number eight, Cheat Codes, a very underground um, 90s hip-hop feel coming yeah. from the legendary Black Thought yep. and Danger Mouse. Dude. Uh, that shit was a sleeper, honestly. Honestly, I didn't even know this was happening in the works. So when I saw it on TikTok trending on there, I'm like, yo, I need to check it out. And did not did not uh, disappoint because that shit goes hard. That If you love underground hip-hop, I, I will 100% recommend uh, checking it out, and also because they have a fucking verse there from the legendary MF Doom himself, R.I.P. The Legend. Facts. Uh, yep. That that song is one of my. It's my favorite tra- uh, track off the whole uh, off the whole album. It's called Belize, Belize, mm-hmm. Bezel, Belize. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one with MF on it. Yeah, that's the one at MF. Yeah. So uh, yeah. if you want that whole, uh, if you want some nice rhymes, some some uh, some good ass fucking sound engineering, some good beats. Because Danger Mouse doesn't doesn't disappoint. Mm. He's a mastermind behind the fucking keystrokes, you know, and the the beeps and bops and the twos and fours. <laughs> so, so that's number number eight. <sighs> number seven goes to my baby boy is uh, uh Lupe Fiasco. Loopy. Yeah, drill music <laughs> and Zion. Kanye West would be it, bro. But I I have to drop that. I have to like get rid of all. Oh, that he's done, bro. He's done. He's like. He's not my top 10 artist no more. He's completely, like, no, completely gone off the road. Goddamn shame. So, Lupe takes in that spot because I have a 100% bias towards this guy because he's underrated, and he is one of the best Street Fighter players in the goddamn world. <laughs> really? Is he really? Yeah. Is he ranked? Hard. Yeah, he's one of the best uh, Street Fighter players in the world. Who's he mains? I don't know who he mains. I don't oh. really, I'm not. I'm a Tekken guy. Oh, I'm I a Tekken you. and I MK guy myself. Okay, but okay. I know that... Uh, he was in tourneys, and he's won a couple of tourneys, too, in his lifetime. Crazy. So he's one of the best. But this album is fucking yeah. gas. But dude. this album, front to back, too, he spits, man. It gives me that uh, that uh, Tietsu and Youth vibes again, bro. Like, him flowing off some fucking Galleria beats and shit. Like, <laughs> smooth, too, dude. Smooth. Facts. He has Miss Moral, the sequel to... Uh, to uh, Moral, the uh, the song off Tetsu and Youth. Oh yeah, and he has Naomi. Naomi is my favorite uh, uh, track off uh, off the album, but it's a simple ten track, eleven track uh, album. So it's not too long like his other albums. So it really hit, and he even has some traps. Some tra- like it's a mixture between like like art beats, Galleria beats, and drill. That's why it's like drill music in Zion. Like yeah, you really get that fucking whole feel. Yeah, and then like the name of it, drill music in Zion. I was expecting a lot more drill, like yeah. trap type beats, and you don't get a lot of it, no. honestly. But what but you do get is fucking really good. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, my sixth one for sure is Pain Remains on a Short. Yep. Uh, yep. Soulless Extinction is one of my favorite art uh tracks off of it. But Jesus Christ, the embodiment of deathcore, hardcore, and death metal put together. I think this album represents that the fucking most. Damn. Literally is. 
uh, Will Ramos, uh, Ramos, his fucking vocals from the first to the last track off the fucking album is so goddamn gut-wrenching where you're just like, Jesus, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, dude, I think it's the definition the of deathcore. definition. I praise God. Deathcore. Damn. Especially modern deathcore, I guess. You know, if you want me to be a little bit more specific, this is the album. Uh, I had it on repeat for a while. Uh, still let's go back to listen to, uh, to a couple of, of tracks, but... Bro, those self-titled tracks are hard. Yeah, they are stupendous. How many are there? Like three or four? Four, I think. Four. I think the first three. The first three are like the hardest. Yeah. Personally. Um, My fifth one would be a eulogy for those still here. Counterparts. Come on, bro. Yes. Come on, bro. Let's go. This Counterparts did not disappoint when it first came out. So I had this shit on repeat. I still have it on repeat. From the moment of that opening track, which they changed it, I'm pretty sure. Because it was Whispers of Your Death, but now it's a, uh, I think now, it, now it's 7-26-2020, but I could have swore it was Whispers of Your Death as the first track, but who knows. But still, the 7-26-2020 is still a good, uh, it's still a good uh, intro song, so, but mm-hmm. uh, I had some hard times this year, especially when this album came out, so put me in my fucking feels. Uh, made me want a two-step at the gym and cry my eyes at the same time. Very emotional album, and that's why it... T- it's on my top 10 because it's pulled on my heartstrings and makes me want to go back to it because I feel those same emotions whenever I get sad. Favorite song is Whispers of Your Death because that intro to that song is just so fucking gut-wrenching. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, that's my top 10 through 5 for right now. And then we'll get into my fourth through one here in a bit. Yep. So when I was going through my list, I listed all the albums that I was listening to repeatedly throughout the whole year, and it came out to 30 albums. Yep. So I figured I'll just do my top 15. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. I could really do a top 30 of the year. There was just way too much to go through. But I'll go ahead and I'll do my top 15, and the first five are going to act as my honorable mentions. So I'll just try to go through those a little bit quicker. Also, we got to say, this man was (laughs) rearranging his list (laughs) – all the way up until uh, recording. <laughs> the final hour. Literally contemplating whether or not certain artists were going to make his top ten or not. In which we look over and he's scribbling out <laughs> his top ten in like his 13th album rearranging them. And yeah. I'm pretty sure he did that like twice. It was I, literally to the last minute. He literally just. All the way up. I just did it now, dude. I, I can't. I was going crazy trying to figure this shit out. And one of my top tens moved to actually number 12 now. So, Ooh, yeah, it. it's uh, it, it's it, it got a little little stressful there at the end, but I th- I think this is as close to perfect as we're gonna get. But make sure to let us know which ones was swapped out for which. I got you. We want to know that. I got you. So, all right, coming in at number fifteen is Hellfire by Black Midi, prog slash post rock at its finest. Um, this album is just absolute chaos in the best way. I remember when we reviewed it, I was saying I didn't know if it was gonna stand up to the test of time. It actually did a lot oh, better. Yeah, not, it did. not not top ten. For me, but it's still amazing nonetheless. Number 14 is H Sex Location by Ari Lennox. <laughs> Fucking, again, like, beautiful, beautiful uh, R&B pop. Oh, my God. Ari Lennox has one of the smoothest voices out right now. Super exciting artist, and this was a really good album that I felt like flew under the radar for a lot of people. Great instrumental choice on that album as well. 100%. Everything is super smooth. Shout out to Isaac for putting it on his uh, honorable mentions as well. Number 13 is going to be the album uh, Hugo by UK uh, rap artist Loyal Carner. Really, really good. Super introspective, soulful, 
type of hip hop. His accent might be a little tough to get through the first time you listen to him, but I can tell you it's well worth it. Number 12 is going to be Ramona Park Broke My Heart by Vince Staples. That's Woo! crazy. <laughs> That's, that one stayed where it was at. I'm not going to lie. That one didn't move. But it's great, dude. It almost made my top 10. It's, it was tough. But, I mean, Vince Staples has proved that he is, like, one of the dopest MCs around, and he can play with the different genres of hip-hop. And he had the uh, self-titled EP that was just, like, real West Coast boppy. Like, uh, I've what, never... 2021? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so that came out last year. And then he stretched that out to a full, like, 15, 16-track album, and it still sounded good. Uh, him on Mustard Beats is something I would have never thought would have, like, meshed so well. So, shout-out to Vince for that, man. That was super dope. And then coming in at number 11 is Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick. Whew. This one, this is the one that I was having a hard time taking on my top 10, and I finally did it the last minute, but... It's, I mean, what else can be said that hasn't been said already? You know, the topics are super introspective. They're hard-hitting, and it sounds good. I mean, what more could you ask from a hip-hop artist? So, coming at number 10 is going to be Dreaming Eyes by River Tiber. So, River Tiber is one of my favorite artists of all time. He's very, like, lo-fi, psychedelic, kind of trip-hop sounding. Multi-instrumentalist, so he's add he's always adding layers to his beats and to his songs. And this song drops, or this album drops super late. It dropped December 9th. So just a couple weeks ago. Um, and it already made your top. And it already made my top 10. I will say, though, I will say there's only one disappointing aspect about this. It's 10 tracks, but five of them have only have already been released. And, like, three of them have already been out for, like, two years. Uh. And then the other two released this year. So I've replayed the shit out of those songs. So by the time it came out, once I saw that they take up half the track list, I was like fuck like they're good but <laughs> it wasn't fresh but it wasn't fresh exactly and it not being fresh still made your top 10. exactly exactly i i had to sit back and think like okay even though it's not fresh it's still really good you know um so i i don't know if any other like long-term river tiber fans have that same issue that i do but i really had to step back and just think like no it's still really good if you like your music, very surreal, very trippy, very psychedelic sounding. River Tiber's right up your alley. He's like your artist's favorite artist. He's he's sampled by Kendrick on Mr. Morale. He's collabed with Daniel Caesar. He's just fucking all over the place. And his solo work is just as good. So my favorite song off of that is going to be Taurus. And Taurus was one of the ones that released this year, but he redid it for the album. Hmm. And the album version is way better. Both are good, but I'm glad that he at least put a new spin on that track. Number nine is going to be Few Good Things by Saba. Uh, great Chicago artist. I've always been firm in my stance that the South and Chicago have always taken over hip-hop. It's never been an East Coast or West Coast thing. It's always been in the South and the Midwest, and Saba is just a testament to that shit. I know that's a hot take. Isaac cut that shit out. <laughs> but Saba, and this was an album that I think has really flown under a lot of people's radars. Whether it's flown under their radars or whether it's like a, just it's too old because this released in February. So I don't know if people just didn't listen to it or if it just wasn't acclaimed as much as I think it should have been. I don't know what the deal with this is. I haven't seen it on anybody's list, but this is a great fucking album. Um, super introspective, very soulful. Uh Saba just proves to be one of the most versatile MCs out right now. And his last album, Care For Me, is going to be considered a modern classic. And this is as close to that as you're going to get, I think. 
Favorite track off of that is going to be track seven still with Black and Smino. I don't know. I, I can't sing enough praises for this album. It's amazing. Coming in at number eight, shout out to Isaac, 19 Masters by Sia Gray. Woo! This was a nine out of 10 for me, and it still stays a nine out of 10. This was a very, very big surprise for me. You know, I've never listened to Sia Gray. I really didn't know what I was expecting with this album. And like I had said in our review of it, it surprised me in just the best way possible. Uh, she is like one of the most interesting artists out right now. And the fact that this is her debut album is so fucking impressive. I don't like I don't even know where she can go from here, you know, but also I don't worry about where she's going to go from here because she's proved how fucking talented she is. Similar to River Tiber. And I actually referenced River Tiber in our review of her. Um, very surreal, very dreamlike. She's super fucking dope, man. I can't wait to see what she comes out with next. Uh, my favorite track off that is Little Palm, and I got to give a shout-out to SHT. Yo. SHT is so fucking good. All right, coming in at number seven is going to be Chloe and the 20th Century by Father John Misty. This one was surprising from what I got from, like, the general public's uh, perception of it. I was reading a lot of uh, this being, like, his worst album. I was reading that from a lot of people. And I was surprised to hear that because I think this is one of his dopest and I think this is one of his most innovative. Uh, there's a lot of influence all over this. There's a lot of like bossa nova. There's a lot of like 70s songwriters, like very reminiscent of like Jim Croce and like uh, Gordon Lightfoot. Um, there's a lot of like swing, like jazz soul incorporated in this. I can't see how anybody thinks this is like bland. And I understand like Father John Misty is a very out of the box type artist, but I think this album just per personifies that perfectly. Uh, it made my top five at the mid-year, and it just came out of the top five. It's at seven now, but I couldn't I couldn't bump it out of my top ten. Number one song for me is going to be Goodbye, second track. Ooh, but, ooh. Oh, and I will say, this might sound weird because it's at number seven. It's a little bit higher up. He has a song Q4. I hate that song. <laughs> but with the rest, <laughs> But the rest of the album is so good, I can overlook. I can overlook that blemish. Coming in at number six is going to be the jazz album Coast by the super group Butterfly Quintet. Uh, like I said, they're a super group out of Denver, Colorado. I really don't know what really to say about it other than that it's pretty much jazz electronic fusion at its finest. This is literally, when I say a super group, it is a super group. These dudes perfect that blend of the genres, man. It's amazing. They did a fucking set at the uh, Denver Meow Wolf, and I'm pissed. Ooh. Why couldn't they have done that <laughs> shit here in Santa Fe? I don't know. The Hopefully, though. Meow Wolf. I know. God damn it. Maybe they'll come <coughs> by. But either way, this is an amazing album. Something I'll be playing for a very, very long time. Um, my favorite track is going to be Coast, the self-titled song. And... And number five to round out my 10 through five list is going to be King's Disease 3 by Nas. Ooh, Nas and Hitboy. Just not, sent this to us the other day. Too. I have not had the chance to listen to this. Dude. Ah, that shit's hard. It's fucking hard. I don't know what Hitboy is doing with Nas. Nas is damn near 50. How the fuck is he still rapping like this, dude? And I, I think the second one or the first one, King Disease 1 or 2, yeah. was one where I thought he fucking snapped too. So obviously the dude. third one. It's and nice. I, I'm hearing you say this. 100%. They've done four albums. So they've done the King's Disease 1 through 3. And then they have Magic. And um, I think this is the best out of the four that they've done. Damn. Honestly. Really? It's Yeah. It's fucking amazing, dude. And what's dope about Nas is like 
what a lot of these older hip hop artists tend to do is like they tend to get stuck in their ways, right? They tend to get stuck in the 90s sound and the boom bap sound. And the fact that Hip Boy has been able to come through and give him these modernized soulful beats, you know, there's some boom bap in there. But to give him these fucking hard hitting trap beats too, like it's obviously done something to Nas where he's like revitalized his career essentially. He's always been criticized for having bad beat selections. Fuck no, you ain't gonna get that shit with Hit Boy, and it's counting. And Kings of Z Three is the epitome of this shit, man. This came out early this month, huh? No, it came out November, I think. Oh, it's close, close, but still, very close. Very I've been close. seeing it on a lot of a uh, top ten uh, uh, list too. Yeah, and rightfully so. so. Th- it's amazing. I am very impressed with what Nas is doing. Hit Boy is obviously bringing out the best in him, and I, I can't thank him enough for this, dude. I if they bring out more, I'm 100% here for it. Yeah. If not, they've released classics, and I I do not think considering Kings Disease three one of the top three Nas albums of all time, I don't think that's a stretch at all. I think it's what? one of the best things he's ever dropped. What? Yeah, what? It's just listen to it. I, just I, I have to. It. Yeah, I have <laughs> to. I have to. I it's have fucking. To. It's fucking insane. I'm um, sorry. I'm being stuck on Vex hardcore, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get back on this '90s shit, bro. But, uh, yeah, King's Disease 3 by Nas. Um, top track for me is going to be Hood by Hood, but I want to give a shout-out to 30. Back to Isaac. Now we're going to be rounding out our 4-2. to 4-2? Okay. to two? Hey, Don't get ahead of yourself, boy. <laughs> so my number four is The Forever Story by J.I.D. Bro, J.I.D. A man who can make a whole uh, album with lyrical topics but also make a Bangers at the same time. I know I said the thing about Kendrick made a whole album about this conscious hip hop, but made it relatable to people. Nah, dog. Yeah, okay, well, yes, dog. Okay. Kendrick <laughs> wait, did wait, do wait, that. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chill, but also, yes, Kendrick did do that. I'm not going to, you know, take that away from him. But JID takes it to the next level. So, for those who listen to hip hop, you guys know what I mean. You know that fast rap. <laughs> bro, that shit sounds so fucking annoying, bro. Because it always sounds so fucking boring, so fucking preachy, and so fucking pretentious. J.I.D. wakes up in the morning, stretches, opens his eyes, and just starts spitting, bro. J.I.D. literally comes with that fast flow so fucking often and so fucking casually that it makes me wonder does this man miss does this man miss no he fucking does not that's a bucket after bucket after bucket makes any song worth paying attention to in a in a very focused way but also can fucking wrap his ass off in the most obnoxious way that makes you want to fucking bang your head i mean really his style of rap usually comes across as preachy when it's done by other rappers. When it's done by Jid, you just respect the talent. You just respect the flow and you respect the lyricism. So many good beats, so many tremendous flows all coming from one brain. So talented. Mm. I, I've said so much about this album, but really all I could say is that J.I.D. just proves yet again that he's a multifaceted artist who can do so many different things and do it so seamlessly that this man is a walking cheat code 
My favorite song Ooh. off the album is Cody fun. Blue 31. For those who fucking listen to the album, they know what song that is. That's the motherfucking R&B Jid singing his fucking ass off song. And I know that's not the typical sound of the rest of the album. But, dog, you're telling me a man who could spit that well, have that much good verses and that much good hooks and that much good lyricism, can also sing? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that man can sing. Mm. And he does it well. Mm. But if you want a song that sounds more like the rest of the album, just listen to Crack Sandwiches or Just In Time featuring Lil Wayne. I will throw Radar in there, though. And Radar. And Radar. And Radar. And Radar. And Radar. Like you said. And Surround Sound. (laughs) And the whole album. (laughs) And the whole album. I literally picked the one R&B song, but I don't give a fuck. That's my favorite song. Number three is Topical Dancer by... Charlotte Adigeri and uh, Bolis Pupil. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Crucify me in the comments if you want. Either way, dog. Whether you get mad at me for the incorrect spelling or not, that shit goes fucking hard. If you know what this is, this shit goes fucking hard. It's a bit of a curveball, yes, but I have this funky EDM-ass dance album in my top ten. Yes, I know I don't normally listen to this type of music, but every song is so catchy and makes for, and makes a great effort at making all these beats so fresh and really connecting to a EDM sound. But also, what I mean by connecting is that it, it, it makes a really fun dance album connect in a way that's just like casually and easy to listen to. But also, if you just want to really deep dive into this album, you can. There is a surface level fun, and there's a deep level connection to this album that could be made on on both levels. Mm. So, so really, anybody who listens to this album can get something from it if you enjoy this, you know, what, what topic nation- of music. What nationality are these artists? I'm pretty sure they are Dutch. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they are Dutch. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Boop. This whole album is very, uh, it, it, it's really funky, really Eastern European EDM, really just unique, bro. Like, I, I mean, there's really no one label I could slap on this to make it easy to digest. Like, there, there is no one Band-Aid label that I could just put on this. Mm. Except for fun. This album is fun. I mean, fuck, dude. My favorite song on the album is called Ha Ha. And the whole album is just the woman laughing in different samples and in different pitches with, like, very minimal lyrics. I mean, I'm that is, you know a different song from the rest of the songs on the album, but that just goes to show that even a song of just laughing mm-hmm. can be my number one. That goes to show how great this album is. And the fact that you could shake ass to a woman dancing, <laughs> a woman the laughing. fact that you could shake ass to a woman laughing Ugh. just goes to show how good this fucking album is. Mm. Give it a shot. If you like to have a good time, give it a shot. If you want to have a shot and Fucking do a backflip off your homie's forehead. Check it out. <laughs> it's uh, great. As you should. God. As you should. Damn. Gang. Two pick is 19 Masters 
by a little artist named motherfucking Saya Gray. I'm so Learn glad. the name. Respect the name. Keep that name in your mouth. Because you know why? Because you're going to be saying that name when other people talk about it. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know Saya Gray. Because we put you the fuck on. I ain't nothing but facts. Yeah, God I'll take that, it. actually. But I am glad no, one of facts. us put her in her top three. There's a YouTube channel called Colors, and they do pretty much remi- not remix, but re-enhance songs by artists, and they just up their production value, essentially. Cy Gray was on that, and I was like, okay, let me check this out. Click on it, boom, check it out. Loved it, loved her appearance on Colors, ended up realizing that she up uploaded a full album in my complete absence had no idea was completely dumbfounded and side sideswiped by her album ended up being one of the greatest albums of the year Sia Gray if you like smooth eccentric deep just overall rich enticing music you'll like this Okay, maybe I'm overgassing him. Maybe just a You're little not. bit. Maybe just a little bit. No, I mean, he's not. Nah, nah, so nah, I'm going to keep that. But point of the story, Cy Gray is one of the greatest artists this year. I love her so much. Everything that she touches turns to gold. She has the Midas touch. That mm. motherfucker literally kills everything. I literally listened to one song and was like, oh, this is... You know, this is cool. Listen to it a couple more times. One of my favorite tracks of the entire year. Like, everything that she touches is so fucking good. To put, Just to kind of reel it back in a little bit. She's very art pop, experimental, but in, I, a, in a very R&B, very soulful way. She's very soulful. Right. Everything that she does, it, she does it from the fucking corazón, bro. Everything that she says is straight from the heart. Everything that she does is straight, just straight from the soul. Like, there's no filler tracks on this album. There's there's a lot of tracks on this album, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we, maybe we don't need every the fucking 19, track. But, but the good songs are great. The bad songs are good. And there's no bad songs. And because of that, this is my number two album of the year, Cy Gray. She is a god amongst men. She fucking turns water to wine. She could moonwalk with still toe boots on. Fucking love that chick. Shout out to her, Cy Gray. Bro. Gang. He had his hands up. I was waiting for you to call me. This is her first album. And this this is her first release. Like Ruben said. This is her first release. It to come out swinging like she did. Yep. It don't even make sense. To make, seriously, like any major, you know, newspaper or magazine or just music. Any impact in general. Just, bro, anything that puts out music, everybody who made a list, she's on this. Yeah, I was about to say, I have seen her on a lot of lists. Not top five, but I have seen her top ten. Stereo- I have well, seen her top ten a lot. Gum? I don't know if it was Stereo Gum. I think it was Pitchfork. It was not Pitchfork. It wasn't was it? Pitchfork, but there was one publication that had her number one overall. What? Yeah. Number one? I really? Can't, I can't say I remember who it is. We said Stereo Gum. I don't know if that's true, but there was at least one 
place that we saw where she made the number one album of the year? My number one track. I mean, Haji. It's a fucking single. I, I, I'm Haji. sorry, but Saving Grace. Holy shit! You want a song that'll fucking talk to your soul? That'll also make you fucking dance your ass off. That'll also make you fucking feel like you've just taken five grams of psilocybin mushrooms. Saving Grace. Coming in at number four. Go off, King. We got the first and only hardcore album in my top ten. <laughs> exactly how you're going to feel when you listen to this album. Okay. <laughs> we got Mind Force. Oh, yeah. it was New Lords. New Lords. New Lords by Mind Force. Shout out Marcos I for this one. I fucking love that singer, too. Bro, yeah, this motherfucker's is... been through some shit. Yeah, yeah, it's goddamn. Bro, New York, right? Yes, sir. It's straight up New York, hardcore, anything and everything they put out. From Swinging Lords and Chopping Lords to Excalibur. Still got that shit sealed. Let's go. Still got that shit sealed on the second press. Pinwheel Limited, the 300, blue and black. God damn. I opened it. That's why it's not sealed. (laughs) As you should. It's deserved. Deserved. Shit goes dumb hard. This, you got your, you got your thrash, you got your heavy metal, and you got your hardcore all in one. This album is straight to the point. It's what you want. It's so good. It's It's been on repeat since they released the single, mm-hmm. which happens to be my top track. Mm-hmm. Survival Ooh. is Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Run it up. Mind Force, New Lords, they do not disappoint. And please come to New Mexico. Oh, my God. Coming in at three. I wish I can go back to our review and give this album a higher rating than I did. Whoa. Coming in, number three, Black Midi, Hellfire. Uh, what? Higher than, dude, this, you gave that shit like a 10. What the fuck's higher than a 10? 11? If I can give it a 15 out of 10, I would. Ah, this damn. album is so good, and I still stand by this track, Sugar Zoo. It's crazy. I still stand by this track. It's crazy. This yeah. track is what? so good. This album is on repeat. Everywhere I go, I remember driving home from Denver, trying to do this review in the car, making my partner <laughs> suffer to this at the time because I was like, "Oh my God, this is what we have to listen to." Ruben said it was big brain; it's gonna go over all of our heads, and, and it was, and it was, it did go over but, my head a couple of times. Not gonna lie, for sure. But, but this, you give this album the time of day, and it is perfect from beginning to end. The interludes are fun. The songs are fun. The lyrics are fun. The stories are... Everything is there. The way he delivers... The lead singer delivers this album is perfect. And you couldn't ask for anything better. If I can give all my favorite songs, I would. But please just start off with Sugar Zoo. Start there. and does not disappoint. Alright, number number two. two. Shout out Isaac. Uh, What? Me? Whoa. We got Saturn. Word. Oh, we got Saturn. Let's go. And the great record company. <laughs> go off. Of Run for Cover Records. On As you should. Right now. Right here on the sleeve. Uh huh. Isaac, Gang. calling you, and asking you if I can have this album for my pick of the review, and you gave me your blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, what he just said was a hundred percent true. I was very sick at the time, and he called me, and I said. 
<laughs> and he said, hey, bitch, and I'm going to pick this fucking album. Is that cool with you? Because I had recommended a song from that album a week prior. And I said, you know what, Keenan? You're my boy. You know what? You picked that shit. And he said, all right, bitch, we're <laughs> listening to that shit. And you know what happened? We ended up listening to one of the greatest albums of 2022. Keenan, let him know. Bro, coming from Run For Cover Records, this <laughs> album... Killing it. With One Step Closer 2 on there. <laughs> Shout out One Step Closer. Shout out One hoodie. Step Closer. And that hoodie. Or my hoodie. Shout out Ruben. <laughs> to the edge. You're and welcome. I'm about to Merry break. Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> Bro, this... They're indie folk. They're bedroom they literally wrote this freaking album in a cabin bro like, they literally wrote you this could shit tell in a fucking and you could tell in a meadow w- with a cottage somewhere in the distance <laughs> cottage and a cow cheese. grazing on the fucking beautiful fucking scenery you could tell and that shit goes bro, dumb hard. albums about heartbreak and overcoming it yep. and trying to move on yep. and lesbian love it's it's perfect. Her voice is amazing. Oh. The the band behind her is amazing. Oh. Everything is amazing about this album. Yep. Literally fall asleep to this album yes. every single night. As Damn. you should. That is why they made top two artists on my Spotify wrapped. Go check the Instagram. It's there. It shows. If I can recommend all the songs, I would. But I can't. And I got to narrow it to one, and that is Special Power. Oh, Not even Radiator? Go listen to Not Special Snake? Power. Radiator? Drake? Radiator? It, it's a great album. Saturn, Radiator, Top Songs, Special Power. Like I said, if I could recommend all the songs, I would. But Special Power has to be the one. All right. Uh, coming into my... Top four, finally, but not the f- top one yet because we're leaving that for our last <laughs> rotation. So top oh, four to two, two. This would be okay. this would be my f- number fourth album ranked of the year. So top four album of the year. Mount my eyes, see your future by Denzel Curry. What's up? Well deserved credit where it's due. This guy got snubbed off a of Grammy. He gets not in the conversation, which is super unfair. He is. One artist that has progressively throughout the years been better throughout his whole discography. Every year gets better. Lyrically, beat-wise, fucking overall better from the moments where I've heard threats from his Florida rap days in the trenches to now to a fucking album so perfectly executed from track one to the last track, this is, uh, I think, a perfect like 9 out of 10 album. The only thing that stops it from being a 10 out of 10 is probably the features. I think you could have, could have had a lot better features. Mm-hmm. That's it. This album has two songs that are very close to my heart. is X-Wing and Walking. Two songs that I could literally cry to. They could play it at my fucking deathbed and I would be okay with that. My third album... Um, so top three, we're getting to the top top three now. Mm-hmm. Top three uh, is Heroes and Villains, Metro Boom, and this shit came out swinging from left motherfucking field, bruh. Thanks to my boy Ruben, 
put Yo. me on. I've heard of this album. I knew it was coming out. But I was like, eh, it's just another fucking DJ Khaled album, bro. Like, come on. Like, this shit. Ruben uh, came in like, yo. Bro. Ruben came in like, yo, this shit's heat. You need to listen to it. That night, I left. Yo, they had a fucking uh, 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 Mac Mains, Mac Wayne's fucking song called I Don't Want to Know, like a cover remix. Oh, my God, dude. Creeping with 21 Savage the weekend. That's all I need. That's it. That shit slapped. And Young Thug. Young, th- Young Thug. Metro Spider. Best song. Yeah, Metro Spider. It is, is extremely fucking good. Extremely good. And then if you play that the album from front to back, with that song goes into the the next song perfectly fine. Perfectly. Oh. That B switch goes dumb hard. That's how it is on every track. With future Travis Scott and Don Tolliver. Mm-hmm. From the moment with John Legend, when you hear John Legend on the track to the last fucking song, perfect, man. And then the perfect. way that song leads into the... Uh, the following one? Yeah. yeah. Into the second song with Future? Yep. Oh, perfect. Uh, superhero? Superhero? Oh, my God, dude. This album is exactly what DJ Khaled should be doing, but he's wiped. He is trashed. He is washed. He is... What does he say? What's his little slogan? Who did it best? Or something like that? We the best. Yeah. You are not the best, sir. <laughs> sit the fuck down. Damn. Eat your club sandwich and sit the fuck down, what? bro. Do your little two-step. His pet? Sit the oh, fuck no, down. His Eat your wife's pussy for once. Yeah. And sit down. Oh. Sit down. Oh. <laughs> he don't eat pussy. He don't eat pussy. For, oh, is that for, what he says? Yeah. He, he thinks it's beneath him. Oh, we the best? No. Macho Boomin the best, son. Because this man kept a whole fucking algorithm... He kept the fucking four artists that he vibes with, that he has the bangers with, that he has the best uh, uh, chemistry with, and kept them on all the same track instead of getting everyone in the fucking game, every feature in the fucking game, people we haven't heard in 20 years on the tracks. He kept the four motherfuckers that he has the best chemistry with. It's like a motherfucking, it's like Argentina. You have a whole fucking soccer team, World Cup team, World Cup champions that have the best chemistry so, oh, came in from left field, bro. <laughs> came in from left field. It's on repeat. That shit goes some, that's some perfect shit. Metro Boomin, you did not disappoint with that shit. Number two is word to my boy, Keenan, because I have oh, the same shit as my number two, shit. the best hardcore album. And it was hard choosing a hardcore album, but I need to throw it in there. <clears throat> Mind Force. New Lords, bro. Fuck, yes. She goes dumb hard. The reason why it's my favorite hardcore album drop of the year is because how long it is. A lot of the motherfuckers dropped four tracks, three tracks, five tracks. These motherfuckers came out with the whole ass fucking 10 track album. It's only 17 minutes, but 17 minutes of straight New York hardcore. Mm. And that shit covers every track of fucking of metal, uh, thrash, progressive, and hardcore. Nonstop. That shit is getting get your blood boiling. Perfectly length, I think, in my opinion, seventeen. Maybe throw in an extra track, have that shit tw- uh, round off at twenty more at twenty minutes. Perfect. We'll love to see them live. You know that shit's gonna be a nonstop rampage live. But it's honestly kickbox. kickbox. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> roll, roll uh, through. <laughs> that will, song? which is new lords. New lords straight off the rip. Straight off the rip. I did, yeah, and if, 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 if I did if I didn't say uh, Metro Boomin, it's creeping, creeping is just because that cover they executed it so well. Um, but New Lords is my Mind Forces uh, favorite track. That shit starts off with the banger, 
Leading off my four through two picks is going to be Diaspora Problems by Soul Glow. This is, um, okay, I just want to talk about, boys, can we please talk about the show that we went to? <laughs> Soul Glow opening for Show Me the Body. Was Soul Glow, did they not almost steal the show? They almost, they almost I would argue that they could, that they did steal the show. They did steal the show in my book. Yeah, I yeah. think to a lot of people they did. Yeah. I would argue that they did. This fucking Them Live was one of the dopest shows that we saw this year. And honestly, one of the dopest bands that I've seen live ever. Like, the energy is unmatched. The the fucking raw talent is unmatched. And that not only translates to a live performance, but it translates to this album as well. Super hard, super fucking fast-paced, hard-hitting. Like, the vocalist, I, I know a lot of people have issues with the vocalist because he's very, like non-trained very like high-pitched screaming type of style but dude i think that just like lends itself perfectly to the music i love like the political themes in the and li- the lyrics i love the electronic influence in the uh in the instrumentals i love the hip-hop influence in the instrumentals it's just like this album encapsulates the struggle of the people so well and i can't think of anything at least this year that does it any better um, Soul Glow came out with something really special, dude, and I'm really excited to see what they come out with in the future. It's uh, it's something that has been in rotation for a really long time, and honestly, leading into next year, I don't think it's gonna leave my rotation at all. My top track is gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a left field pick. It might not be the most popular pick. It's gonna be Dripanomics. I Ooh. fucking my second my second pick would probably be Gold Chain Punk. Yeah, but dude, Dripanomics, I love that like fried fucking overly based out trap beat. That shit is so fucking hard, dude. Dripanomics is insane. That rapper that they have featured, she goes hard as shit on that track. So, yeah, Dripanomics, number one overall. Number four overall, Diaspora Problems by Soul Glow. Number three, tell me if you guys know about this because I haven't seen this shit anywhere, and honestly, it's kind of insulting and it's kind of pissing me off. Because why the fuck is this album not being talked about? Ooh. It's the album Flood by Stella Donnelly. I don't know anything about that. Bro! Dude. Keenan, tell me. Please. This woman deserves <laughs> all the praise. Exactly. Because Why? <sighs> why? Because that first album of hers really popped off during the time when she released it, which was like the summer of 2017. The perfect time to release this album. She's boppy. She's great. She has great hooks. She can sing her ass off. It's super catchy, but it's just not catchy enough to be on the radio, and it's annoying. So it makes her indie, and then she falls under the cracks. I, I just that, like that has to every be other big indie artist. Marketing. So five years later, what do you guys think? Is it do all those same things still apply? Is she still a little bit like a marketing nightmare? What, what's her deal? Well, I don't think she's a nightmare specifically because I think she has marketability. But I think she still falls in that same vein of indie. And, well, we have Band of Horses. Okay, what other fucking indie artists? Phoebe Bridgers, maybe. What other artists get that big that are within that indie realm? Not many. You know what I mean? And for her, especially with this album, because this album starts off a little bit more fast-paced, a little bit more like indie pop. But after those two tracks, it gets really slowed down. It gets a lot more mellow. It gets a lot more dreamy. That shit's not marketable. So I think she, and from what I've heard, is that people don't like this album as much. 
because it, it goes for a more stripped back acoustic laid back kind of sound that's fucking crazy to me honestly because i think she fits in this sound perfectly i don't i don't know how anybody can see this album as a regression i see this as a step forward this shit is so damn good she's her talent speaks for itself you know what i mean like you can market this shit to damn near anybody. It's, uh, it drives me nuts that this shit isn't on anybody's list. <laughs> I don't understand how this isn't on, like, I don't understand how this shit isn't bigger than it is, man. A and then I think you got you kind of have artists in the same vein, such as like Phoebe Bridgers, who are a lot more popular. So maybe those bigger artists kind of overshadow the artists that fall in that same realm. Uh, but in my opinion, Stella Donnelly needs to be as big, if not bigger. My top three albums are ten out of ten front to back, but. So this rounds it out. This is a perfect 10 out of 10 from front to back, dude. I, I can't get enough of this shit. Um, my favorite track from this is going to be the uh, fourth track, Underwater. Coming in at number two is going to be an album that I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about a lot. Yeah. This is from the beginning I listened to it. I knew it was going to make my top five. Yeah. I 100% knew it was. Yes, sir. Can you raise your hand? Mac bon Ayers. Huh? Bon Jovi. Mac Ayers. <laughs> <laughs> no okay hey no real shit though he's releasing something next year i'm making you fuckers sit down for that right. we're gonna listen to it bon jovi damn i thought we hey, had it no i thought oh, we had bon jovi it. be tight though i love bon jovi <laughs> fontaine fontaine's dc Ooh. baby skin oh, yeah, he's he's, he has been Ooh. talking about it all fucking year <laughs> this is the peak of post-punk this is what peak? this is the peak Th this is what you know there's very few artists to me that have reached the peak fontaine's is up there shame is up there squid is up there Ooh, and honestly they're a little bit newer but i really like goa express yes but yes yeah but fontaine's dc with skinty fia this has been like it's everything that like post-punk encapsulates you know what i mean it's everything that i think the genre stands for it's very optimistic sounding it's very emotional you have deeper cuts that are a lot more like somber sounding it's just a well-rounded album and again just like stella donnelly nobody has this shit in their top 10 nobody has this shit in their top 20 it's driving me nuts how the fuck is nobody talking about this man it's fucking crazy they don't have good taste what, like what, you do Hell what kind no. of genre is it post-punk post-punk Fontaine's is one of the biggest bands within the realm of post-punk. You know what I mean? They're like, they're way above shame. They're way above like, ah, uh, they're probably about the same as Viagra Boys. They're probably on the same level. But And Viagra Boys was on Jimmy Kimmel. Facts. Fontaine's was on Jimmy Kimmel too, bro. Well, <laughs> fuck the new world. <laughs> Facts. I agree. <laughs> but I, it's just like, it's, a, it's an album that I just can't get enough of, dude. It's. You have been talking about it for a fucking while. Exactly. Ever since this shit came out, dude. If I would have known that I liked this as much, I would have recommended it for us to review because I would have really liked to hear your guys' uh, thoughts on this. But, but yeah, I, I can't say enough about this album, man. I am so glad to have heard this. I am so glad to have witnessed their growth as a band from A Hero's Death to this. You know, A Hero's Death was really good, but I feel like this was such a huge step. I don't know, dude. It, this album just does something for me, and I can't, you know, I, I can't really put it into words. Just listen to it. I might be on my own. Maybe there's a reason why people aren't putting in their top 10s and 20s, you know? Maybe I'm just by myself on it, but hey, fuck it, bro. This I'll listen good. to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite track, and like Marco said, this is one of my favorite tracks of the whole year. Honestly, it might be my number one track of the whole year is Roman Holiday. 
Perfect. And Perfect. with that, get on it, boys. With that, we have teased you long enough, Isaac. You know what? Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. I I believe we share the same uh, album overall. Is that right, sir? I uh, I do believe that is true, All sir. All right. Well, if you don't mind, I will do the honors, okay? Yes, sir. Me and Isaac share the sentiment of the number one album of 2022. You already know what the fuck it is. Drake and 21 Savage, her loss. <laughs> As you should. As you should. Yes. 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 I knew it. I knew banger it, too. after banger. You fucks. I knew it. I know. I knew it. Uh, we're trolling. We're trolling. Oh, dude. Come on. If you follow us, you already know what the fuck it is. Ants from up there. Black Country New Road, number one overall, baby. I liked her loss more. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Dude, at the risk of sounding pretentious, I just think that this is like unequivocally 100% like non-biased. It's just a classic. It's a modern classic, dog. I don't understand how this can't be seen as that. And I know we were talking about some albums earlier that – you know, we played a lot, and then we kind of, like, fell off of it. We didn't listen to it as much. That's kind of how this was. I did. I kind of stopped listening to this for a little bit. But then when I came back to it, I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter if I took, like, a month or two or three months off. This shit is a modern classic. This shit has not faltered in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I can't disagree with my man Ruben right here. Man said it was a classic. It's a classic. I'm not just saying that because he said that. I'm not just saying that because I said that. I'm saying that because that's what it is. Because motherfucking ants from up there? Are you kidding me? Okay, Mm -mm. let's just break it down real quick. All right. You start the album. You're like, okay, oh, this is chill, whatever. And And then it gets... You know, you you start breaking it down. You know, you get Chaos Space Marine, and it's a little, you know, more hype. And then you get Concord, and then it's a little more serious, and then, and so on and so forth. This album, ladies and gentlemen, this album makes you feel the coldest, most crippling heartbreak you've ever felt in your life, and it makes you feel like this album is tearing your heart in half. And also at the same time, it makes you feel like you're listening to somebody deal with such heartbreak alongside them. You could feel the anguish and also be a part of the anguish. You could feel the pain and also be a part of the pain. This album makes you feel like you're going through shit no matter where you go. This album will make you feel like you just broke up with the love of your life. This album will make you feel like you just transcended uh, a new plane of existence where only love and heartbreak and and somberness only exists. Only this album makes you feel like you can actually be a person dealing through grief and somebody actually relates to you for once. This album is beautiful because no other album will make you feel like you could break up with somebody and it actually gets what you feel. You can get a break up album, quote unquote, 
through any means of artists. And I'm sure that they do their damnedest. And I'm sure that they try with their little, you know, 10-track album or whatever. But this album right here, every song will make you feel that shit right in your gut. And I know it's not the happiest album. And I know it's not the most celebrated or the most fun album of the year. But it is the most impactful of the year. Because this album will make you feel like a breakup. It'll make you feel the heartbreak. And it'll make you feel the vengeance, the grief, the glory all in one. Because of Isaac Wood and the rest of the band. Because through every instrument and through every lyric, you could just feel the heartbreak and the pain. And I love that shit. My God. And it's from up there. The greatest album to breach our ears in 2022. So the top track for me has changed throughout this time. For a very, very long time. Show me the place where he inserted the blade was number one, steady fast, and it never changed. But Until. now, I hate to admit it, but it just might be Goodwill Hunting. Let's go! Oh, no. yeah! <laughs> you just validated this man. Let's go. <laughs> this song and this melody, you know what? I'm done. Listen to it. You'll figure it out. You know what's funny? We do share the fact that it used to be the place where you enter the blade. That was my number one for a very long time, too. But after listening to it, mine has changed as well. Halder? But, no. Halder is still top three for me. But it's Concord. I, Keenan. Sir Keenan. Sir Keenan Meister. <sighs> after that, uh, whew. I know, oh, fucking God mouthful. Damn. The fucking release of the century. The release of the Girl. fucking. <laughs> the Might as well stop. Yeah. God. Might as well damn. stop making Let's music. Stop <laughs> making music. For real. Y'all can't catch up to this shit, all right? It's been done. Because what? This is Isaac it. Woods, he's just gonna. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Music died when Isaac Woods left fucking yep. Black Country. Exactly. Yep. Y'all better. Well, y'all just got to stop. Everyone might as well kill themselves right now. Done. <laughs> Done. Next thing you listen to is not going to be compared to Black Country. Yep, let's Road. just wait for Daft Punk in 2024. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> me, right? <Yep>. God <laughs> damn. Okay, well, let's hear yours. I know. What the fuck? He's on Isaac Wood. What the fuck? Does he compare his girl to a Concorde airplane? No? All right, get the fuck, I get the fuck out of the shed. <laughs> Literally, that's all I feel, too. What are you worried? I don't know. What the fuck? How the uh, fuck are you going to talk about heartbreak? You want to talk about getting back together? You want to talk about heartbreak? You want to talk about getting back together? You don't even share you want to talk about? What the fuck are you talking about? You want to <laughs> talk about swinging in the pitch with tears running across your face? Oh, you want to talk about getting hey. jacked off by three yetis? <laughs> Hey, because we about to do that. Because we about to do about that in, to do that in Meow Wolf. Because well, we're in a about to do that in, about, in Meow Wolf right in now. In this shed in about 20 yep. minutes. I'm about oh, to get arrested for larceny. Fuck. And who is that? Me and Isaac. Hey, yo. <laughs> I'm talking about my album of the year. As Ooh. he should. That catchy pop punk sharing the same fucking band members as one step closer Ooh, go off king we're going with anxious <laughs> little green house another Ooh. run for cover release wow. another one let's go this has this has to be 
one of the best albums that Run For Cover has ever put out. <coughs> one of the best bands they've ever signed. Anxious, Little Greenhouse hits you with that Midwest pop punk. It hits you with the catchiness. It hits you with the lyrical content. It hits you with the feels. It does everything it's supposed to do. At first, his band, when they first were coming out, they were perceived as a hardcore band. And so they were on a lot of hardcore bills. And so it was cool because I feel, for me personally, they were kind of like that little gateway from the pop punk to the hardcore, which kind of paved the way for bands like No Pressure, who we also got this year. Um, And it was just cool to see like that diversity on labels. And also, you know what? One step closer as well, because again, I feel yes, like sir. it's kind of frowned upon to get bands like this, that pop punk catchy style on these hardcore bills, because whatever it be, the gatekeeping in the hardcore community, you know, that tough guy bullshit, that tough guy mentality, you know, this kind of music is kind of frowned upon, but it's cool to see that this these crowds are coming out for all types of bands and they're actually still getting down for bands like anxious bands, like no pressure and one step closer. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait for that next style of pop punk. Cause I feel like this is it. Ooh. Ooh. You hit it on the fucking this nail. We got on the n- nail. We got, yes. So we got go off Parker cannon of no pressure. Who's about to tour with the story so far mm-hmm. with blink One Eighty Two, And so it's going to be great to see all these new fans coming in for, you know, the story so far, and then finding No Pressure, and then finding Anxious and One Step Closer, and all these other poppy, hardcore-sounding bands with that energy. And it's going to be fun to see what's to come after this. Right. I feel like it's just going to blow up from here. And, like, this wave of pop punk, I can't wait for it. And I feel like Anxious is leading the way. And this is why they are my number one. They're angsty. And at the same time, you are crying, tears, and you're swinging, tears, and it's going to be perfect. Dude, I can't wait for that shit. Yo, shout out to Isaac Hell of Knock Loose for throwing this on his top ten. True. For sure, even that. See, even that. Because they're being recognized. So they're being they're recognized. Being recognized their, their style that they're kind of like taking a step towards is a little different. It's kind of like a little softer. They have released a couple of singles since Little Greenhouse has come out. But nonetheless, this album is just, it's fun. And I kind of took a step back from pop punk because I really felt like it was all kind of starting to blend in. It was all starting to sound the same and there was nothing new. There was nothing fresh. I wanted, you know, I was a little over it. That's kind of why I took the dive into more hardcore. And then to, for, to have Anxious come up and like the other bands with the similar sound it made it fun again. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say I can't wait to see like this new style of this like pop punk slash hardcore sound. Oh, it's extremely fun. Emotional roller coaster. Oh, definitely. Emotional roller coaster. That's again, an amazing first pick. We're going to be in Meow Wolf here in a couple months with Drug oh, Church we're gonna get and oh, Prince Daddy and the shit. Hyena. And I'm so sad that we missed Drug Church the first time, so I'm so pumped. <laughs> but we're going to cast him with Anxious, yeah. though. Yep. There we go. Way better. It's going to be so much fun. Get to let out everything from the 2022 <laughs> year. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I got to go number one. 
it's not gonna be the release of the century or the millennial like I know for freaking of all time of the fucking mankind <laughs> of the this is what they're gonna play at the fucking age of the apocalypse like <laughs> when God comes down raining raining from his unicorns hey, to buddy. fight off the demons this isn't what they're gonna play they're not they're gonna play fucking Isaac Woods. Fucking black country from new men. <laughs> fucking when they're raining upon meteors on the earth. No, but me and Kinder be in the back listening anxious. <laughs> We're going to be crying, <laughs> swinging elbows <laughs> to A Call From You, which Yo. is yeah. the best yes. track yes. from this album. Have that on repeat, too. It's my top five song of the year. For sure. That, oh, song, yes. is so that song is so good. Fucking good. Go look at the Instagram. Go look at the underground. Treehouse podcast pose go find my <laughs> spotify end of the year rap <laughs> top five songs are all anxious number one artist is anxious for a reason it's good it's catchy it's fun the lyrics are good the story behind it is good it's sad <sighs> a call from you hits everything and there's i can't say anything else but to just go listen to it. Anxious Little Greenhouse. My 2022 album of the year. So that puts it in my. So what do you have? You know what I have, bro? You know what I have? What do we got? I know, because it was my honorable mention. What do we, is it yes. one step closer? It's not one. I, th- I wish they came on an album this year. It would have <laughs> been fucking. We would have been on the same boat, dude. We would have been on the they same did. boat. It was called Little Greenhouse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> Basically the same fucking band. Yeah. Right. My number one pick of the year boop, boop, goes to a well-deserved artist. Ooh. Again, flies under the fucking radar all the time, but that's how he likes it. He likes it like that. He yeah. likes it like that. He just wants – he has his bands. He bought his mom's a house, and he's just making music for fun of it now just to pay the bills. That's it. My boy, Vince Staples, bro. Ramona Parks yeah. broke my heart. Number one album of Ooh. the year for me. And that shit slaps disgustingly hard, front to back, beginning to end, sideways, left to right, northeast to southwest. That shit goes north, dumb fucking hard. North, yes. North, north, north. Oof. Starting off with the beach, man. You're in for motherfucking chill-ass fucking ride of West Coast. And I was going to say, I'm an East Coast cat. I love East Coast rap. And I would pick East Coast any motherfucking day of the year over West Coast. But Vince Staples, Vince Staples, man, is a new bread of motherfucking West Coast that is going undefeated. My favorite fucking rapper from that side of, uh, of the country, hands down, just because of this album, man. This album completely changed my Spotify algorithm completely changed my daily mixes because i was listening to this album so much that holy shit even when you came on i'm like yo it's a sign that i picked it because when i came to your house tonight you're playing that shit off the rip absolutely like yo dude this shit's a banger so smooth bro and he does it effortlessly it feels like i listened to this album more than probably 20 times and i'm still not tired of it listening to it on the way over here Listening to it here at your house because you had it on vinyl or were you playing it off your phone? Off my phone. Off your phone. I, I want it off vinyl, but You need shit. it on vinyl. If, after, when they get it on vinyl, it's yeah, going to take a while. I don't say after how long it took Keenan to get the self-titled. God damn, it's yeah, going to take me a year. For real, but it would be 100% worth it because holy shit. I thought that self-title was fucking good. 
And then my friend Tone just hits me up. He's like, oh, I have heard that, but have you heard his new one? I'm like, how? I just got done listening to his self-title. <laughs> he just dropped another one. And this shit, I think, completely blows fucking the self-title out of the fucking park because of the whole just deep, 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 deep-rooted fucking East Coast embedded fucking beats and the lyricism behind it. Holy shit, man. It's such a fucking vibe that you could be playing this shit while you're cooking, cleaning, bopping in a party with your boys. Like, Ooh. it does not matter what vibe it is. You could be bumping Ben Staples. That's what's going to have your back, bro. 100%. Picking one track is is hard. Um, if I could recommend the first track to the sixth track is something you need to hear without skipping, for sure. So just to lay down the fundamentals. But I do have a personal favorite track, and that is Magic. I knew you were going to pick that shit. I love Magic so much, bro. His vocals, his singing, his fucking verses on that. That's a solid track. Probably one of my favorite tracks of the year, for sure. Um, But, yeah, that is my album of the year, is Vince Staples' Ramona Parks Broke My Heart. Damn. Good uh, shit, fucking boys. Clap. You got a round Let's of go. applause. Round of applause. Round of applause because we ended this shit finally. God ah, damn. Oh, damn. I thought it was special. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very special pick. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening to our top 10 albums of the year. Let us know how trash our albums are. <laughs> for real. Let us know what we missed on. Let us know what you agree on. Let us know what you guys think are your top 10 albums of the year. It's going to vary. Everybody's going to have a different type of album. So we're really interested to seeing what you guys think is considered a uh, top 10. Uh, drop a like. Give us a five star if you could, please. That would really, we would really appreciate that. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Otherwise, we'll see you next year 2023 baby yeah take over take over this our year yeah hopefully (laughs) thank you guys for listening we'll see you guys next episode later bye